thank you for this, Liz. We can actually see him. Liz, Liz, <laughs> thank you so much. I never knew Mark was such a good looking man. He's in high def now. Yeah, this is the intro. Thanks to Liz. We can see Mark. We now. can see Mark and his internet well, works. He's not the dark darkness of his office. He's out in the middle of the. It was. It was never his router. It was, <laughs> it was always it was his, his computer. computer. <laughs> it wasn't the router. It was the computer. Okay. <laughs> this 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 week well, we're back. Sick. We got to turn this thing off. I don't know how to turn this fucking thing. <laughs> It'll automatically go off. <laughs> he still doesn't know how to run the stuff, but it looks nope. better. There, okay. he's gone. All right. All right. Hold Later. On. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, turn it off because I got to go get Chinese. Okay. Bye. 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 This is Three Sides of the Coin, talking all things Kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Three Sides of the Coin. You got the three original knuckleheads, Weisenheimers, <laughs> remastered. Yeah, we've remastered. He's been Mark's been remastered as Liz. Not that you guys can see it, but his name says Liz Cicchini. Um, yeah, you know, first just let me say sorry I missed the last few weeks had dealing with uh, family issues with my dad who's been in the hospital. Uh, back home right now because I was in Minnesota with my mom. I appreciate the comments from anybody who's reached out to me. It means a lot. Um, let's let's see, Tommy. You needed to read a couple comments first, right? Yeah. Um, the first one is from uh, Rome Loves Dan, and this is regarding our interview with um, Buck from last what two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah <laughs> he hits it all right here home run uh no mic no problem but damn i can see mark's woody from los angeles <laughs> <laughs> he's not far off yeah buck darm is a great choice to shed light into history he was there that's that's number one and then i also thought that um <laughs> and then I've got to say, I've got to, have to read this one too. Brant um, Hayville, great show, Lisa. Your hair looks fantastic. She'll love that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people like the uh, new format, and really enjoyed the uh, Buck. What's the new show. format? We well, I something? think it's the Zoom. It's the Zoom because oh, not everyone Zoom. Yeah. Zooms in every week. Yep. Yep. You know, okay. and. Um, Real quick, we apologize for no episode last week. Um, it, you know, the other Weisenheimers were flying solo without me and they ran into some technical issues with Zoom and couldn't get the guest on. And I don't think Mark could get on. And it was, it was bad. You know, it, it, it was a mess. And I saw all the conversations and I just sat back and was like, thank God I don't have to deal with this cleanup. Right. Hey, real so, quick, too, uh, I want to, uh, Tommy, you finished. I just have to do a sincere thank you to somebody. Did Are you did, are you done? No, I was yeah. just going to say we'll try to reschedule Paul Stanley next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, I want to say a big shout out to uh, one of our former, actually a two-time guest, John Watkins sent me a really, really cool uh, book. Um, has to do with the Twilight Zone. Um, just wanted to say, 
thank you because I'm a huge Twilight Zone fan and I won't bore you guys with the details about it, but it's a book that I didn't even know about. And I love uh, the fact that I, I've mentioned this before on the show. Uh, we meet people doing the show and next thing you know, Facebook friends and then talking all the time and uh, great stuff. And I know hopefully in the next year, John's book will be out. I hope. Yes. I mean, okay. if you, if, if yeah. you haven't been following John on Facebook, do it because he is still posting stories of, of his life on the road. Sometimes kiss, sometimes Jackson, Michael Jackson, sometimes Van Halen, Journey, Van Halen. and I mean, I mean, we're not talking just a couple sentences here. It's like he's posting chapters at a time. This book is going to be fantastic. I'm telling you, just as a voracious reader that I am, John is John a, a uh, you know, uh, a studied journalist? No, he's a human being, and he writes with he's such writing his memories. That's what he's oh doing. Oh my god. Let me tell you, I even told him in a private, I mean, this is, you know, something I can say here, but his personal stories were just what he was going through personally, you know, during the madness that is a rock tour in the 70s and 80s. Oh, my God. I mean, because you really get to see the person behind the pen, you know, yep. his, uh, his his stories and just the, the amount of passion and that he's putting into it is just so freaking the, the, this this is the type of book you want a road crew road crew member to write yes not like yeah. the yeah. other book john just didn't end up in the ditch he actually had stuff that happened yeah no no so so ch go track john down follow him um you know super great guy and yeah his book is going to be amazing um real quick we should mention or at least a quick discussion um, by the time this airs, it'll be a few days before New Year's Eve. You guys going to take part in the pay-per-view? Kiss Big Pay-Per-View event? I, prob I probably will. Um, just because I want to get the, I think it's the record or the DVD or whatever. You're going, you're going, you're going big guns then. I'm not going to go too, too crazy guns. I just, look, I, I just want... I just want the show as soon as because I think I think it's coming out in March or whatever. I don't know if the people who are ordering, you know, because that's the couple hundred dollar one. I it, I, I just want to make sure I'm guaranteed to get the show on, you know, professionally done. And I will tell you really quick, too. And um, I just wanted to get this out there. Um, I know and I can't tell you what it is, but there's some really, really really cool kiss stuff coming out um next year for for 2021 you guys really stay close to kiss online um i'm, I'm working actually working on a couple things uh with with the band but no i no bullshit there's some stuff coming out next year that and again um just, just stay close to kiss online they'll be announcing some things relatively soon but let's just say you KISS fans are going to be real happy. Um, there's some really, really cool stuff coming out. So, And I'm guessing one of them should be out within the first couple of months. So um, just, again, stay close to KISS online. You're going to, you're going to be greatly rewarded. I don't know if I, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. Tom. I was just to say, I don't know if I'm going to do the pay-per-view or not because it, it's at such an odd time of the day. I know it's from, for me, it's like 9am in the morning. I'm celebrating yeah. it. And we're getting ready for, to, to take a vacation. So I don't know, but I want, I want the Blu-ray of that. I really do. I, uh, I, I also, I, I was going to say, I will probably do the just normal pay-per-view version of it just to watch it. I mean, have you guys been watching the stage is freaking humongous that's being built there huge i have not seen any of that yet. They've, been just, they've been posting uh, pictures of it like daily okay. of it being you know it's like a giant erector set on the beach in dubai i mean i've never seen a bigger kiss stage than this and the other cool thing is just today gene simmons is going to be playing some prototype Gibson bass guitars that he just had designed, customized for him. Mm, cool. And Paul, Paul Stanley, did you see the photo of the, the, the new Ibanez? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's sharp. So yeah. it, it's, I have a feeling, you know, as much as this is going to be the end of the road show, there's going to, they're throwing some surprises in here, I'm sure. Yeah. And you figured that they would, you know, yeah. uh, also too, before we get to our guests, there's a few other things I want to go over. Number one, speaking of books, Andy Beersack's hit this week. So guys, for those of you that are Black Veil Brides fans or fans of Andy, um, he's been on the show now three times. He's one of us, uh, support Andy. Uh, and, and, and in the book, he does talk about Kiss and in yeah. the book. So, oh yeah. Well, and what a cool story. He's a kid from Ohio who wanted to be a rock star and achieve that dream. And this whole book is about, you know, him getting there. Yep. So I think it's a great, it's going to be a great read. And then the other thing too, uh, for those of you that may not know, the Catman and the Emperor featuring Peter Chris with Richie um, Scarlet, the Emperor of Rock and Roll has hit now. So you guys can order that as well. Get out there and support Richie and uh, Peter. It sounds like a really cool project. Um, so just get out there and look for it. And and, and, and and one last thing before we uh, bring our guest in. This is the first show I've done. Mark, you have never looked more clear and beautiful to me in like five years. It's like, oh, my God. I mentioned that to you as well. And, you, and look, here along, it's not the freaking Internet. It's his computer. He's on an iPad now. I know. Yeah. I'm my wife. He's using Liz's iPad. So we all, the entire Kiss Army, please thank Liz yes. for getting Mark <laughs> online. Actually, it was his son who did it, I think. Right? I, I, you know what? It's all a blur. All I know is uh, my agent gets me down here. Hey, fat man, talk Kiss. That's it. And we're done. I mean, you know? I, I, honest to God, it doesn't look like you're in a cave anymore. It's well, I'm actually it's the, HD. It's high definition. I don't know if you can see. Uh, I've got I'm surrounded by although that's the only non kiss poster. By the way, that Ozzy Osbourne poster is for the very, very, very ever last Ozzy Osbourne show with the original band with Bob Daisley and Lee Kerslake. That's an yep. original uh, from the venue um i've got stacks of kiss posters where i'm i'm in i'm in the in outer the office nerve. yes this is but see all this kiss craziness this is uh just waiting that's <laughs> the is, waiting room yeah that's the non the non kiss room part that has like liz says you know it's just uh, you know it just it just dawned on me guys 
Hold on, real that... quick, real quick. This is real cool. This is an actual Christmas card from 1976. Oh, Kenny Ryback. From Cream Magazine. You know what we can do? Because we got Mark on a tablet now. He could actually pick the tablet up and walk through his entire basement and start showing us stuff. You're, you tablet. know what? You're right. You, yeah. you, the operative word is he could. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we could get Liz to like, hide cheeseburgers in the area uh, that we need them to go. Here, here's something really cool. Look, look, because I'm doing some stuff for the band. I'm press report i can't read it you keep don't move don't move press report november 1981 through april 82 billboard oh it's elder press report oh very cool interesting i wonder if that stuff will ever show up in a book Uh, you never you never can tell there's uh there's there's if if there's magic to be had um all right all right so mark mark's got to go uh eat some chinese food we've got uh a great guest joining us um mark you want to do the little uh pre-hype here and get us off yeah, to the races yeah. uh my longtime um kiss buddy john jeffries from buffalo new york um uh he put out a really kick-ass uh cd that i think you guys are gonna want to get and i think you're gonna want to hear all about and um that's about it. Can we roll this? Cause, just uh, let it, just let it roll. Buffalo Rock City. Mark's going right. to go eat. Want to get your official three sides of the coin logo and shocker tee? Now you can. We ship worldwide. Get yours online at shop.threesidesofthecoin.com. It's fans enough. Okay, look, it's bad enough. Like I said, it's Chinese night here, so we're uh... Mark. Just just so everybody knows, Mark's already wanting to leave to go eat. We haven't even started the interview, and he wants to go eat. It's well, not that they speak Chinese in their house this evening, mind you. It's well, not thing. Just so it's you a know, stomach thing. The week of of Christmas, Liz is going to be cooking an incredible feast from thursday on so like monday tuesday wednesday she's not cooking which means we're all fending for ourselves tonight is chinese so we're having chinese food so all right three sides fans without any further ado my dear friend longtime friend major major kiss fan incredible musician and like i said already a longtime friend mr john jeffries thank you Thank you. As Eric Singer would say, kiss tard in the yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard him say that a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, once or twice. John, thank you so much for uh, for joining us on Three Sides. You have an incredible new CD project to, to uh, tell you, tell the world about and all the fellow KISS fans. And we're here to proudly uh, help you. Uh, get that into as many hands as possible so let's just start let's just start right like why why what why now what yeah why 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 do you think the world needs another kiss tribute scene (laughs) you know it's funny i've been asked that and truthfully the reason why 
is because being a fan, um, I've literally collected. Um, well, I should preface by saying that a lot of Kiss fans, they have their things that they like to collect. And for me, as a, as a Kiss collector, I've always been uh, a collector of the audio and the video, uh, much like uh, Mark. And uh, that's actually how Mark and I became friends, was actually back in the old uh, snail mail trading days. And um, being a big fan of, you know, audio, I literally, if I didn't have a physical copy, I had some sort of copy of every Kiss tribute album that's ever come out since going back to 1990 with the hard to believe album, uh, you know, Nirvana doing, do you love me and everything. And the thing about most of the records is that, well, I should say all the records up till this record is that they're all compilation records and being what I consider myself an audiophile of sorts is that I hate, compilation records and that includes not just tribute records but greatest hits records like it's very fatiguing to the ear for me to sit there and listen to any band that has a greatest hits record that covers a large period of time in their career because you hear all the different production and mastering that's gone into each individual song or songs from different records and then listening to them from track to track um it just not it's not my thing so the biggest thing for me was if i was going to do a kiss tribute record which it, it didn't even start out the idea didn't even start out of me doing a kiss tribute record per se but it turned into one um but again the whole thing was is that when it turned out that we were in fact doing a kiss tribute record the main thing i wanted to do was to make it not be a compilation record and this is actually the first kiss collaboration tribute record that's ever been done so yeah, one of the oh, go, go ahead go. i was gonna say before we get too far down the road here because i'm a little concerned is that a vinnie vincent guitar behind you if it is <laughs> yeah. we need that removed from the screen please well, I, I will if you really want me to. I will. Uh, I, 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 can put no, I strategically placed that. You know, just, <laughs> just, Jen, just one of the things this. I got to tip my hat to you for is is uh, the non seventies tunes outnumber the seventies tunes, which, as you know. As we all know, 80s Kiss is much better than 70s Kiss. Yeah. Well, you know, I just thought that was kind of a cool, nice uh, tip of the hat to the further up in the catalog. So uh, was that on purpose or did it just kind of happen on accident? Yeah, you know, you're the first person to actually point that out to me, Mark. I didn't realize as far as numerically that there was more 80s or 80s well, there's and seven, beyond. There's seven, seven 80s and beyond and six uh, from the seventies, so you, you, you made right. it by one more. Right. Well, the, the one of the main things I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that the entire Kiss discography was represented on the album. So there are songs from every album going not not literally from every album, but covering, spanning, going to the first, right from the first Kiss album all the way through Monster. It's all covered. Um, every. Kiss guitar player is represented is represented as far as their style on the CD and every 
uh, I guess you'd say Kiss studio drummer, which obviously, you know, Eric Carr, Eric Singer, Peter Chris, and Anton Fig. You know, I mean, of course, there's, you know, the Alan Schwartzbergs and so forth. But, um, you know, the major ones, those are the well, ones. You know, and, and, and before we get too far down, let's just make sure everybody who's listening knows we're talking about Buffalo Rock City. And it's a 13, 13 track uh, tribute CD here. And I'll, I'll read through the track listing real quick so everybody knows what we're talking about here. And these are in order. Um, I've had enough into the fire, back on the streets, New York groove, it's my life, hard times, dirty living, the street giveth and the street taketh away, jungle, hard luck woman, black diamond, Detroit rock city, freak, which is all rock city. And, yeah, exactly. And while the city sleeps. So to Mark's point, that's, that's a pretty varied um track listing i mean you know usually when you see tribute cds people are doing it as a tribute to a certain era a certain album a certain you know a certain it's just kiss unmasked but you've hit the whole thing here and and gone deep i mean these are you know detroit rock city black diamond hard luck woman not exactly, or, or even New York Groove, aren't deep cuts, but everything else on here you could pretty much say are deep cuts from those albums. Right, yeah, and that was, again, that was a real important thing that, you know, we wanted to, there were certain, uh, I guess you'd say there were certain bullet points that we wanted to hit with the record. Um, again, going back to the way we recorded the record, the fact that we represented the entire discography of the band, like you said, not just one particular era or one particular lineup of the band. Um, we wanted to make sure, like I said, every guitar player, every drummer, uh, there's a vocal represented by every four, you know, the four original members of the band. There's a vocal represented by each of them. So, you know, there was a lot of bullet points that we wanted to hit um, putting that together. So when when you when you decided to put this together, was that something you started with going, OK, I want to hit every album, every era, every guitarist? <laughs> all four original members singing or did that just sort of happen as you started pulling tracks together yeah that just kind of started happening um the way that the album actually started was um i play in a, a kiss tribute band called kiss this and we were booked by a very good friend of mine who's actually one of the co-producers of the record jody valletta and he had booked my band and at the end of the night we were talking about uh, a pretty common discussion amongst KISS fans of why KISS only plays the songs that they do live. Why, you know, why doesn't KISS play this song live? Why doesn't KISS play that song live? You know, um, I'm sure you guys have talked about that amongst yourself and on the show many times, you know, the song selection. So after the show, we we're, we we're talking about that and we came in, you know, to the idea of wouldn't it be cool if we got all of our, you know, uh, KISS fan friends who are musicians and everybody got together and we all did like a big kiss jam 
And we're like, yeah. And so we started just kind of like, you know, just shooting off songs that we'd like to do. And then we're like, well, if we do like this big kiss jam and I, I know Mark does something similar to that every year, he does his big kiss jam. Um, I don't know the extent as far as how many people, if it's usually one lineup or not, but it was kind of like something similar to what Mark does. We wanted to do something like that, but instead of doing it live, we decided that we wanted to go into the studio and just, you know, do really good recordings of all the songs that we wanted, you know, that we wanted to do. Um, And then it just wound up going from like, well, you know, if we record an album of all Kiss songs, I guess that's technically a Kiss tribute album. Because again, it wasn't the intention. We didn't have the idea like we're going to record a Kiss tribute album. It just we wanted to record all the songs that Kiss never really plays live that we love that we wanted to jam out and we wanted to record us doing. So that was like the antithesis of the record. And that kind of, you know, developed the somewhat developed the song listing that's on the record. Well, why, why don't we do this? Let's just go through track by track and you give us a real quick, you know, what was behind the reasoning for picking that track? What, you know, what were, what were your feelings? Why is that important to you? Because, you know, I, I, I feel like a lot of this is also you probably sitting here going, these are tracks that I personally like as a Kiss fan. So I'm doing yeah. the songs I like, you exactly. know, as opposed to thinking and trying to figure out what does a Kiss fan want. It's just like, this is, this is what I love. So, I mean, right off the bat, track number one, I've had enough into the fire, you know, off of Animal Eyes. I mean, I think that's a bit of a, you know, that's a bit of a shocker to see that as the opening track right off the bat. Well, uh, all the songs actually kind of have a, a common theme and they tie in with the charity that we decided to do once it, once everything came in reality and we were, we knew that we had everybody lined up, everything was recorded. We're going to release this record. We decided that we wanted to do it for a worthwhile cause. Um, and we wanted to, you know, uh, really, really dig deep and really help with the, um, with the homeless here in Western New York. That was like, you know, something that really resonates with me. And I think the people that are the biggest victims as far as when it comes to homelessness are children, because they're not the ones that are making the decisions most of the time that put them in, you know, those situations. It's the parents, you know, making poor decisions or if they're victims of abuse, you know. So when we had our original track listing, um, we had probably a listing of maybe 15 to 20 songs. And then we decided that we wanted to do the record, you know, for an actual purpose for a charity. We started thinking of the songs that really actually tie into that theme of, you know, living, living on the streets, um, you know, dealing with quote unquote hard times. That, that makes um, a lot of sense. Now, when you look yeah. at the track listing, that yeah, it's other it's almost a concept album. If you really look yeah. at the songs and what they're all about, um, you know, they, they all, you know, New York groove, you know, you know, on the streets, I was passing my time away. You know what I'm saying? Like each of the songs have that, you know, it, or, you know, like freak, you know, that, that, you know, flag in my, my, uh, you know, my freak flag in the air. 
uh, like you mentioned, I've had enough, you know, the introspective feeling of, you know, you, you're dealing with so much. I've had enough, you know, out of the cold into the fire, fire, literally, you know, I mean, those were, you know, things when it came down to making the final track selection of what we wound up recording. Um, really a lot, a lot of it had to do with, you know, the charity we decided that we wanted to donate to. So is, is, is that what led you to, you know, take something off of animal eyes versus, you know, asylum because asylum in your eyes didn't have a track that fit the theme? Pretty much, yeah. It kind of, when we were looking at the songs that wound up being the, the final track listing, it was like, wow, this is pretty much a, a non-cop rock Kiss Trivet album. You know, there's really no songs that have that. And I love the cock. I mean, I love all Kiss songs. I love all eras of Kiss, all the lineups. I'm not like an original only guy. I'm not like, well, if Peter's not in the band, I don't like them. If, you know, Ace isn't in the band, you know, I, I just love it all, you know. And, um, you know, so it, it really, it's interesting to me that once I look at the final track listing, how the songs tie together, that there's really none of the, you know, the cock rock kiss songs per se on, on the album. So that was pretty much it. Like you said, it was, it was, you know, the songs that most closely fit from, you know, each of the albums we selected, you know, that's how they wound up being on the record. You know, you is, did is, tell me is, a story that no, Jody go ahead. was helping you unload. Yeah. This the Jody, the guy singing on iPad enough was helping his band unload gear and just started belting out lines from I had enough. And I think that's true. Uh, it, when he told me that story, it just, it gave me the chills because he's like, Oh, you got to sing this on this album. He's the one who sang on it. So yeah, yeah I think that's where that came from. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is true. Cause like I was saying, uh, Jody, one of the co-producers and his band do driver, they have a track on the album and Jody also, in addition to the do drive, the do driver track, he also sings two other songs um, on the record. And um, yeah, after, uh, like I said, we were having that discussion as far as, uh, you know, all the great songs that Kiss Never Plays were like loading out at the end of the night. And he just starts like singing, you know, the, you know, the, the, the build up part before the guitar solo, he just starts singing that. And, and he's a great vocalist. So when I heard him sing that, I'm like, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> You know, so it's like even going back to the very beginning, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, aside from having songs that all pieced together in a way, you know, th there was that factor of songs that we really enjoyed, that we really liked as fans as well, that, you know, that we decided, you know, we're going to do this song as opposed to, like you said, something off Asylum. Now, is, 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 is you know, you do a, a, a pretty accurate representation of these songs as they were originally recorded um i mean even like it it's my life i'm like wow is that wendy o williams singing i mean it you know so and 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 i guess the question i'm asking is some tribute albums do this they pay tribute to the song as it was written as it was recorded and other tribute albums are completely different interpretations of the song what caused you to decide to do the the representation that you have here 
you know, it, it wasn't ever really decided which way we were going to go with that. Um, it was kind of like we were aware of that, that there's basically those two stances. There's the side where, you know, there's fans that like to hear something that's done authentic. And then there's the, you know, there's the group of people that they want you to hear you know, hear you doing some sort of reinterpretation, you know, of the song, like whether it be in a different musical style or just, you know, add, add something different to that. And, um, you know, basically what wound up happening is when we wound up getting the national um, musicians to appear on the record, we sent them the songs for them to record their tracks. And truthfully, when we sent out those tracks, I had no idea how they were going to send those tracks back. Like Bumblefoot. Bumblefoot is such an amazing guitar player, and he plays some of the most exotic guitar like you would ever hear, you know, from what he did with Guns N' Roses and Chinese Democracy to Sons of Apollo. So when we sent him Black Diamond to record the guitar parts for, I had no idea what he was going to send back to me. Uh, but what he sent back to me was almost a note-for-note uh, rendition. So, so you, the, you, you, you didn't provide the, the musicians any direction. You basically just said record black diamond and send it back. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, I looked at it like this. when you're a national musician, you kind of build a, uh, you know, you, you, you kind of build equity in your name. And the more equity in your name gives you the bigger artistic license, right? So like, for example, if I had a guy here who was, uh, say, a guy in a Rage, Rage Against the Machine tribute band, right? And say he went ahead and he sang a rap rock version of a Kiss song, and we put that on the record, probably a good amount of Kiss fans would just slaughter us for doing that. But if I actually got one of the guys from Rage Against the Machine to come on the album and do it, they would just say how fantastic that is that I have Tom Morello or whoever from Rage Against the Machine on the album doing it. So that was kind of like my attitude is that I felt like the national guys who played on the record, that they did have their artistic license to do the songs the way that they wanted to do them. And however they did it, I gave them no direction. I just let them do however they wanted to do it. Can yeah, you, but can you sent them basic tracks with the, the drums and bass already done, correct? I'm assuming. Drums. What I sent them were the drums. Yeah. No, no bass? No. So they just had the timing. That's it then. I, I didn't know because, I mean, because that would put sort of a restriction on them. You know, if the time signatures were the exact same, well, then they'd kind of have to replicate it. I'm just saying they when you said you you gave them like an option and i'm just being geeky music music here if the right. time signature is like it is on the record it's kind of hard to stretch out a bit you know what i mean did that here's the reason i ask that is did any of them ask you or did you you just said here play this and they send it back without any sort of questions or well i'll 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 give you an example the majority of the songs, the way we actually recorded them is we recorded to the original Kiss tracks with a click track um, for the for the drummer. So what we had as far as the finished songs for most of them were just the original Kiss song with the drums and a click. 
But what we did is at the end of each song is I, I hate fade outs, right? So I wanted to have as few fade outs on this album as possible. And you notice that most of the songs on there that have fade outs don't have fade outs on Buffalo Rock City. So what we did, for example, with Dirty Living is that once that song hit the fade out, we had the click already set to the song. So the drummer kept playing you know, he played like three minutes longer than yeah, when the yeah. song ends, right? So Phil Schaus from Ace's band, when we sent him the track and he recorded his guitar, he noticed that there was all this, you know, room at the end. So, you know, he did actually ask me, he goes, well, do you want me to fill up the end? Do you want me to fill, fill up the end? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm like, go for it. So, I mean, he did all the solo stuff on there, really authentic, like the main solo parts. And then at the end, because we extended the ending, he did ad-lib some, you know, guitar stuff at the end. So, you know. Well, speaking it, it, of those guys, how did you get those guys involved? I begged them. <laughs> no, no. I mean, sincerely, though, it was a very daunting task to reach out to everybody that I reached out to to ask them to do this record because of the fact that, you know, being for charity, I didn't have a budget. It's not like I had like, you know, a per diem that I could give each musician, you know, or, or pay them, you know, to scale whatever, you know, they, they you know, want to get paid. You know, I, I know a lot of musicians, they have a, a certain amount of money that they ask for to do demos. And then they ask for a certain amount of money if it's on a track that winds up being released. Um, and I knew that I couldn't afford to do any of that. So I everybody I asked, I explained to them, I said, look, you know, I want to do this for a good cause. And um, I, you know, I, I don't have really anything that I can pay you. And I understand that if it's, you know, something that you don't want to do, because, you know, I understand that musicians want to get paid for the work that they do. But everybody who participated from the musicians, uh, to the artwork, to Jay Messina, to uh, Brad uh, Lockert, who mixed the record. I mean, all these guys donated their time to the record in order, you know, to do it. So, you know, it was, uh, but again, you know, everybody that I did ask, and there was a lot of people that, you know, I either got the blow off from, or I got, you know, a, a polite decline you know, it, it, it wasn't easy to go up and ask a lot of these people say, hey, you know, do you want to be on, on this record? You know, John, yeah. can you can you go through track by track and just share with us who's on each track? So yeah, our listeners actually, will know all of the all of the musicians. Yeah, actually, it's it was my, I should I have a uh, I have the printout of what's inside of the booklet and it has the breakdown I should have sent it to you. I'm sorry, but no, I no, can... no, no. That's fine. I mean, just I mean, we we for for our listeners who are listening and are are right. getting interested in this, just right. go through go through and say, you know, okay, I've had enough. Here's who's on this one, and okay, you know, sure, hard times. Who's on that one? Sure, um, I've had enough. Uh, that again, that features my friend Jody Valletta on vocals and on guitars is Gene Schmidt. And on bass is a good friend of mine. His name is Rock Rolaine. And 
the drummer who played actually most of the tracks on the CD, his name is Sean Prisblack. He's the one who played drums on this song and many of the other songs. Okay. So, yeah, just go through track by track. Okay. All right. And the, the next track, Back on the Streets, uh, the vocals were done by a gentleman named Nat Peace. And uh, interesting thing is I had his uncle, Brad, Brad Peace, who I had actually uh, had been in a, a, a similar band with years ago. And the ironic thing is they're both super talented musicians and they never played together, not one time. And you kind of think that some, you know, some people who are, you know, musicians, you know, uh, a family of musicians that they'll have like get togethers and they'll jam and do stuff. Nope. Never did. So I thought that was kind of neat to get Nat and his uncle to be on the same song. Uh, again, Gene played all the Vinnie Vincent, Mike's favorite Kiss guitarist. <laughs> Brad, Brad played bass, by the way. Yeah. Um, hey, I did want to ask you about that, that I just thought because, John, I've known you for so long. Obviously, yeah. I, know, I know how big a fan you are of Ace, you know, and Vinny. Right. Um, did, did you consciously when you were starting to put the tracks down because that's one of the things i thought was pretty cool too you've got you know both ace and Vinny represented on this um was that conscious or did you just go you when you started putting the concept together did you go you know back on the streets it work good i mean did you purpose purposefully want a Vinny era tune or it just kind of worked out that way yeah, yeah, because like I said, it, it, once it really started to all take shape, I, I really wanted to hit these bullet points, like I was saying before, and and one of them was representing all of the Kiss guitar players on this record, and I thought, you know, Vinnie Vincent and Kiss, I never really thought that Vinnie's actual style was represented in Kiss, at least on album. I always thought he was kind of held back as far as the way he actually played. And the fact that, you know, I don't, I'm sure people watch the show are that, you know, they know all the Kiss minutia like we do, that Back on the Streets was originally written for Creatures of the Night. And, you know, obviously we know it didn't make it onto that record, but that did come out on the first Vinnie Vincent Invasion record. And so I thought that that, song was a, a perfect representation of Vinny's style of guitar playing versus, you know, taking a, a song that he recorded in Kiss because I thought, you know, his playing was kind of, you know, held back. And I think Vinny kind of feels that way too, uh, you know, held back when he was in the band. So that was, you know, that was why we pick, picked that particular song. Great. All right, continue. Sean, Sean on drums there, too. Yeah, and again, that was Sean Prisblack on drums. And then New York Groove, which is actually New York Groove 7880, that's Tommy Henriksen from Alice Cooper on vocals. Mm -hmm. And then Tommy Denander, um, who's played, he actually played guitar on Paul Stanley's album, Live to Win. Um, he's... He did uh, work with Michael Jackson. He worked with Toto. He also appeared on a bunch of uh, Alice Cooper records. Um, and then Tommy Hendrickson played bass. And then the drummer from my Kiss tribute band, Julius Jambaluka, he played he played drums on the record. That's got to be a fun name to say. Say that one more time. Julius Jam. What's that? How do you pronounce those? Jambaluka. That's awesome. I want that. <laughs> 
the the harder part was was learning how to spell it correctly because I had to write it down so many times for the, the press release and the album and you know and it's like and it's not phonetic so. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Next track. Okay. Next track is It's My Life. And the lead vocals on It's My Life are done by Jane Evil, Evil with the E, and Taylor Stursa. Uh, he's the Gene Simmons from my Kiss Tribute Band. And then myself, um, basically, not to stray away from giving you the listing, but the way that we did the song was kind of like a what if. There was like a you know like a, a combination of the Wendy L. Williams version with the Kiss version. So right. we did it where Jane Jane sang the first verse, Taylor sang the Gene part on the second verse, and then I sang the Ace verse like on the box set. And that's that's the way that that we did the we split up the vocals on that. So that was the three of us on vocals, and then Jeremy Asbrock from Ace's band he plays all the guitars on there. Uh, Taylor Stursa plays bass, and again, Sean Prisblack, he plays drums. And Prisblack, Mark, that's not an easy name to uh, spell either. <laughs> hey, real, let's, let's stay on that song for, uh, for, a, uh, for a second, because sure. I've said, and, and this is just some Kiss Minutia geek stuff, I still stand by that had Kiss recorded that song in, in 82 and released it as the first single, I still think the fortunes for the record would have been better because had they done an MTV style video for that song, I mean, I love that song. I, that, that, that chorus is a winner all day long. I still to this day can't believe that they gave that a material to Wendy. Come on, I'm a huge athletics <laughs> fan, but that's, that, that's hit single stuff. I mean, it, that song has a, just a big dinner winner for the chorus you know that that is just a strong song. So I, again, that's could you wait? Could you say that again, Mark? Big dinner winner. Big, big dinner, dinner winner. It's a yeah. big dinner winner. Mark, 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 how come you've never expressed these opinions about it's my life on the show before? Yeah, I know. Like every other show. <laughs> wait till next week. <laughs> oh God, yes. Because then you could call the show "It's My Life" by Mark Chikini. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark's got two podcasts in the work. He's putting together a Wasp podcast and a It's My Life podcast. Here we go. Oh, don't forget the Blue Oyster Colt and Ted Nugent special. <laughs> Wouldn't want to miss those. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was cool that you covered it because that, that's a song that I still is just grossly was mishandled by the band. So it's cool that you guys did that. And, and just a, a kiss nerd note on that. Um, again, that was one of the songs that we didn't want to do a fade out. And we did the same ending that Kiss did when they did it live for the first and only time on Kiss Cruise 9. Okay. We, we did that ending. So, yeah, just uh, a bit of Kiss minutia there. Can't have a show without it. So... <laughs> <laughs> the next song, Hard Times, um, that has me singing all the vocals, uh, playing all the guitars, and Philip Schaus from the Ace Frehley Band is playing bass, and Sean Prisblack is playing drums on that song. He did a great job, because I, I always love that little bit that 
little opening roll on that. I thought he did a, uh, a really cool job on the drums. He really nailed it. So thanks. Yes. Just, just as a drum. Yeah. But well, I just want to say, by the way, Sean and Taylor are both huge fans of the show. They were like, so they were like disappointed that, you know, that they couldn't be on, on the show. Cause they actually, where we're at, we're in Grand Island, New York. We're actually not in Buffalo. We're at Gene's house. So this is where this actually, we're in the studio where we recorded uh, the majority of the album. Um, and so this is where we had everything set up to do this. And uh, so I told them that we'd be doing three sides and they were like, uh, <laughs> So they are big fans. I just wanted to, to let you guys know. Oh, humbled, humbled. But yeah, like I said, great job. And two more guys, just real quick. Brad Heath, he's Love also that. on the record. B-Rad. And uh, one of the producers is Crazy Joe Teresi from Rochester. Yeah, another great guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, see, Mark knows them all. So, and they all, and they all love the show. They love you guys. Thank you. Well, we appreciate the support. Act, so make actually, sure wish all of them a happy holiday. And and and, and it's a sincere note. Um, when I talked to Joe today, he's been one of the people. He works in a grocery store, and he's never stopped working during the whole COVID thing. He's been staying the front line and you know putting his life at risk, um, you know, for everybody. And um, you know, he says that listening to your show, it makes it worth it for him to drive to work and home from work every time you guys are on and it really means a lot the show means a lot to him so i just want to let you guys know that thank oh my god thank you i'm really not nice. kidding that stuff touches me like Seriously. you would not believe it that that is incredible he's a great guy too because we exchange stuff every now and then what a what a super guy he is so yeah so and the next song after uh hard times we stuck with another dynasty song and we did dirty living and the lead vocals on Dirty Living were done by Ryan Spencer Cook, um, also from Ace's band. And then also from Ace's band, Philip Schaus played all the guitars on that song. Uh, Taylor Stursa, he played bass on it. And again, Sean Prisblack played drums on Dirty Living. And the next song after that is The Street Giveth and The Street Taketh Away. Um, lead vocals and bass is Taylor Stursa uh, on guitar. I played rhythm guitar. On lead guitar is our friend Steve Matucci. Uh, Gene actually played part of the uh, the intro part because he, he can do this weird thing on an acoustic that I can't, where if anybody knows like the technical part of playing guitar is that there's when you play open chords, there's a way when you play an F chord that you use your thumb on top and i can't do that he could so he played the beginning acoustic apart for street kid. <laughs> and uh yeah and steve matucci played lead guitar and again sean chris black he played drums uh jungle uh is again jody valletta and his band do driver hard luck woman uh vocals were done by robbie Taycat from the guru dolls and on i noticed guitar, that right away oh yeah yeah, yeah his thank you voice Oh yeah, super distinctive, and that's one of those things. You know, it's like, it, it, you know, it's like when we were talking earlier about doing something authentic or doing your own interpretation. That was probably one of the songs that probably, at least vocally, was more of a, a different interpretation because Robbie 
just sings the way Robbie does, you know? So even if he technically sang it note for note, which he didn't, but I'm saying if he would have sang the melody exactly like Paul Stanley or Peter Chris, just because of his vocal tone and the way that he sings, it's just, it's, it's his own take on the song. Um, yeah. A lot of people don't realize how much of a hard rocker he is, you know, yeah. because I, well, I'm, I'm talking nationally. So you guys, being you know in the buffalo area you guys grew up with them you know what i mean i think most people just know iris you know what i mean the that right. band is there's a lot more to that band than you know than the hit singles they they got some rock and stuff um and his voice is he always you know he almost kind of kind of reminds me of dd ramon in a way when he uh you know when he's rocking out so yeah, Rob, Robbie's an awesome guy. Um, yeah, so just to get back to the track listing, and then we can get more into the songs if you want to do it that way. Um, for the acoustic guitars, I played the Ace acoustic guitar, and a friend of mine, Tommy Barnes, he played the the Paul parts on acoustic. And again, it was Taylor Stersa on bass and Sean Prisblack once again on drums. Um, then the next song, Black Diamond, that's with Dean Castronovo, you know, who was in Journey yep. and now he's in the Dead Daisies. And uh, Bumblefoot played all the guitars on that. Uh, Taylor Sturza played bass. And Julius, Mark's favorite last name, Jambaluka, played drums on <laughs> My that song. Skip Jungle. Oh, I didn't? Oh, okay. And then after that is Detroit Rock City, uh, which is Kiss This. Myself, uh, Julius Jambaluka, Taylor Stursa, and Kevin Blakita is our Paul Stanley who did the vocals and played all the Paul parts. And uh, Freak, that is uh, Casey Moyer on vocals. I played all the acoustic guitars. Uh, Crazy Joe Teresi, he played uh, all the electric lead guitar in there. And we had a, a keyboard player. Because it's funny, on the Kiss version, there's literally one piano part on the song. And I even asked Eric, I'm like, who did that piano? Like, what what did they do on that song? And Eric doesn't even remember there being piano on the song. But if you listen to the song, in the beginning of the song, in all the choruses, there's one note that's being banged out throughout the whole song. And it, and it seems like so, like, non-important, but without having that in there it just seemed like it was missing something so we actually added we added a little more than one note but uh jay palermo he played keyboards and uh b rad heath played drums biggest eric singer fan you'll ever meet probably a little too much of an eric singer fan <laughs> uh and uh, Taylor Stursa played bass. And then finally, While the City Sleeps, that's Mitch Weissman singing the song, who co-wrote the song. And then Jody Valletta, he did all the, the backgrounds and the harmonies to Mitch on there. And then Gene, he played all the great Mark St. John stuff. And again, like on uh, I've Had Enough, Rock Roll Lane played bass. And again, Sean Prisblack played drums. And that's everybody. We sure had a lot of people involved. Yeah, in that's this pretty project. impressive. That's pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> that was the hardest thing. Like when somebody asked me, what was the hardest thing about doing this record? I said one word, scheduling. That was the hardest thing. He really. coordinated so much. Like I'm sitting here, you know, I'm just riding his coattails through this. Having people over to record, 
he'd have a stack of papers with every track that everyone's got to do and in what order, well, you're going to do the low vocal first and then, then this, and then I got the tracks broken out. So like, we're going to do like these pieces here and it was just on top of everything else, like the amount of coordination was just crazy. And then all these people getting them. Now, John, do you record much in general? Cause I just associate you doing the, the kiss tribute thing. Do you do much because you obviously understand recording. Um, yeah. So do you do that a lot. Um, not lately, but actually the way I started out my music career was actually the funny thing is um, Jody and I, we both started our same first bands at the same time. And Jody's band, Do Driver, is literally the same band he's been in since 1990. They changed their name twice due to some legal reasons. There's other bands with the same name. and But his band that he's in, the core band, is literally the same band. And when I like first started out- Like the on the new originals. Right. Or, yeah. or, the, or the, 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 the Wonders and the Oneaters, right? Exactly. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, Jody and I, we both actually, we rehearsed in a, in a music area that um, it was a very cool place. It was called the Scrapyard. And downstairs, they had, you know, a full concert venue where they had local and national bands play. And upstairs, they had a rehearsal space. And my band rehearsed right next to Jody's band. And so my actual beginning of music, I played original music for the first 10 to 15 years of, of my, you know, quote unquote professional career. So uh, from the very get go, when we started, you know, playing, we started recording. And then in the mid nineties, I actually um, took up audio engineering I went through the course for audio engineering and became a certified audio engineer. And then when I did more recording in a different band around that time, I really, I actually knew what I was doing to an extent, but um, the doing this album with Pro Tools and everything, that was like my first experience to Pro Tools and remote recording and stuff like that. So it's really was like a brand new experience in a lot of ways. And I just kind of, you know, went with the flow. Well, it sounds like you nailed it, but, you know, um, I've spent a lot of time in recording studios and that was one of the things that I recognized right away is how well this thing sounds. You guys did a great job. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you. And, and I have to give credits again to the guy who mixed the record, um, Brad Lockhart and, uh, you know, Jay Messina that again, Kiss Minutia, you know, Jay, he uncredited mixed destroyer he engineered and mixed dynasty he co-mixed uh unmasked and to me you know i think dynasty unmasked and probably dressed to kill have like the clearest recordings to me of some of the you know records in in the in the whole kiss discography so it was an honor to have jay come in at the end and master the record you know to give it help give it that that clarity and unification that we wanted to have you know because it was tough because when we recorded the songs you know every song that we did obviously was from different albums and the way that we did it we made sure that it was not done like you know a compilation record you basically have say 10 bands recording in 10 different studios they all send in their tracks maybe mastered maybe not 
And they just slap it on the disc and that's what it is, right? But we made sure the way we did this is we did it like in the way that, like the way probably your band, Mark, the way yeah, you, you guys do it all recorded. Of- yeah, yeah, you record the drum tracks and then you put the, you know, the bass tracks on top and then the guitars and then the vocals. And that's what we did. But the only difference was, is that, you know, we had a lot of people doing remote recording from all over the world. You know, like because of COVID, Tommy Hendrickson, his tour got canceled with Alice Cooper. So he went back to Switzerland. He recorded all of his parts in Switzerland, sent me all of his parts, you know, and we just threw them on top of what we had recorded here. You know, so that that was like, you know, the big thing, you know, was was recording everything in that way to keep it unified. But at the same time, we wanted to, I guess the best comparison I can give is the Jigoku Ritsuden, the Kiss record, mm-hmm. was that it sounds like, if you listen to that record, it sounds like the same band recording in the same studio all the way through, but with every song, they did minor tweaks that lent itself to the original I love that the record came out. Yeah, you know, so that was like kind of like the approach that we took, that we wanted to make it unified. But at the same time, there was, you know, different production things that we did that we wanted to pay homage to the original albums that the songs came from, you know. But but again, we 100% wanted to make sure it didn't sound like a compilation record. That was like number one goal. That makes sense, you know, and it's cool that you were able to lay it out that way and stay true to what you were trying to make happen. Thank you. Well, I tell you what, we're going to, we got to wrap up here in in a few. And uh, we want you to tell everybody out in three sidesville uh, where we can get this and how they can get it. And uh, you know, um, all that sort of stuff. Well, I will let Silent Gene tell everybody how you Buffalorockcity.bandcamp.com forward slash release is release. We can leave release off. You have a better chance of getting there, I think. (laughs) (laughs) And and there is uh, buffalorockcity.com also has a link to it. Yeah, yeah. If you go to if you go to buffalorockcity.com it has the link to order it and that takes you right to Bandcamp. but if you want to go directly to Bandcamp, it's buffalorockcity.com no i'm sorry okay. buffalo yes it's buffalorockcity.bandcamp.com forward slash releases there you go so and and, probably- and and on on Bandcamp, can obviously they can get digital are you selling cds as well Yes. And, and the cool thing is this, right? Cause like I, we didn't talk about the cover, but the, I think the cover art on the record done by Kevin Conrad is great. So I think, you know, even for people who don't usually buy physical, you know, CDs, I think it's worth it just for the artwork alone. Um, on Bandcamp, you can buy the digital download for $13, but for the same price, you get the physical CD. And as soon as you buy the physical CD, you get the free digital download anyways. So for me, it, it's win-win just buy the CD, you get the download, and then you get the CD that has, you know, all the, you know, the, the information on the inside that I went through as far as the individual people, there's pictures inside, and then, you know, the great cover art, you know, 
Awesome. It's definitely worthwhile. Yeah, no, it sounds like a great project. So guys, get out there and support. Yes, this. support this. Yes, and so buffalorockcity.com is probably the easiest way to get there. Correct. You know, and then just follow the links and, and, and order a physical copy or downloadable copy. Yes, Cool. Guys, thank you so much for 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 uh, doing this and taking the time out to share it with everybody. And yeah, incredible job you did here putting this together. Hey, real quick, John, are you still doing your fanzine at all, or is everything just digital? I'm like, I always he's got some of the greatest kiss interviews. Is there an archive for that uh, before before you get out of here? Because uh, I always loved what you did with Kiss. This, you know, I I. Uh... I don't have an archive, um, although I probably should. I probably should. I should. I should upload all of the interviews that I did because I started doing the Kiss Underground when I was 16 years old, and I got the opportunity to interview in person and on the phone every member who has ever been in Kiss, you know, throughout the whole time. So, and, and talk about daunting. Talk about interviewing, you know, Eric Carr when I was 16 years old, you know what I'm saying? I mean, and that, that guy, a lot of people like, Oh, Eric Carr is like the sweetheart guy. And he was, but he was a ball buster too. So like, yeah. So like, you know, he would give me lots of shit, you know what I'm saying? So it was, it, it wasn't an easy task. And uh, Gene Simmons, as we all know, sometimes he can be rather challenging in interviews. Too, so. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, John, here's something for a future Three Sides episode. Man, why don't you get those things out there? We'd love to promote that sort of thing. I know you've got an incredible archive with the Kiss Underground, and I would love to see that, you know, make it out. I think Kiss fans would dig it. Well, yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I was going to say, John, if, if those interviews are on uh, tapes, digitize them. And we could premiere some of the interviews with you in three on a three sides episode. So, you know, we can play the interview and then you can discuss it. That's a great idea. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, you know, some of them, the, the sound quality isn't the best. So maybe I would have to look into having them cleaned up a little bit. You uh, know? Don't worry. I mean, look at the quality of this podcast. I mean, yeah. when, when have we ever cared about quality? Right. Yeah. <laughs> This, don't this, don't wreck it this for is, us by this, giving us something really good. This is the clearest yeah. <laughs> Mark has looked in like five years. So please, oh. you know, quality doesn't matter to us. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would, I would love to do that. You know, I mean, I, I have all the stuff. I, I kept all the stuff and I do have, I did transfer a lot of it to, to CD. I just, um, I never did anything with it. You know, truthfully, I wasn't sure like what the, you know, if I could do like a release of it, I would love to do that, but I don't know what the, what, you know, the legal aspect of it is. I mean, it cost me so much money to license all these songs for the record. I couldn't imagine what it would be to, you know, have to, if, if I would have to license, you know. Well, no, I mean, if you, if it was an interview, you, there's nothing to license there. No, nothing. No, nothing. Uh, I, I mean, that, Mike that, that, would know. Mike would that, know. That's your interview. You can, okay. You could throw that up on SoundCloud. Now, you know, if, if you, if you put it onto a CD and tried to sell it for $15, somebody that we know might step <laughs> in and say, hey, don't do that. But if you wanted to, you know, play the interview in 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 one of our episodes and discuss it now you've got complete rights to do that it's all on you all right 
Well, this is what I'll do then. It's like, obviously, right now, we're just really trying to push this record in the beginning of the new year. Um, what I'll do uh, as things kind of wind down a little bit, I'll go through them and I'll find, you know what interview I think you guys would love to play? It's literally the best interview I think I ever did. And it's not with a member of KISS, but it's with Sean Delaney. And Sean Delaney, he tells some of the most outlandish kiss stories that i have ever heard in my life and I yeah that sounds I, fantastic i think people would really like to hear that and i again what i could do is i could i could send them to you know either mark or to to mike and you guys can you know listen to them and pick which ones you think are interesting yeah, enough yeah let's let's, that, let's let's do that after the first of the year find find okay. find a you know a few of your favorite ones that you think were good and we'll start with that and see how that goes and you know if it turns into something that the fans are really digging well then yeah we can keep releasing all of them i wish i had the peter chris interview i did in 94 on video oh my god <laughs> i inter i interviewed peter in 94 in person it was in buffalo and it was literally it was one or two days after after his his, his dad had died and I wasn't sure if the show was even going to happen, you know, because I know Peter's very family oriented and everything. So I didn't even think shows could happen, let alone my interview. So I'm there interviewing Peter and I, I didn't know what I was going to get because I always seen he can be one of two ways. Um, I've seen and, them both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I asked him, you know, like, Peter, you know, how are you? You know, like like a person to person, like your dad just died. Here you are in this like shithole club playing the 50 people. How, you know, how, how are you, you know? And he's like, oh, can't you see? I'm doing well. I just bought myself a $40,000 Mitsubishi. I'm doing great. And I'm like, that wasn't the answer I was expecting. But uh, yeah, I have that. I have that interview actually on audio, but I don't think it comes across as well. If that would have been on video, that would have been great. Yeah, well, like I said, after the first of the year, look yeah, into it. And, and yeah, no, no hurry. But we just want to give you that opportunity. I think that would be a great way to get get your interviews out. Yeah. I agree. Awesome. Well, uh, like I said, uh, we will be plugging away for you, my friend. Always great seeing you. And Gene, I haven't seen you in forever. So, uh, um, yeah, I know. It's like crazy. It is. So, guys, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for uh, for hat, for uh, coming on the show. And uh, congratulations on the CD. And, you know, we'll do everything we can to uh, get it uh, to, into Kiss fans' hands. Thank you, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Happy holidays, All right. guys. All the best. Yeah, you too. Guys. Take care. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Ma, 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 everybody, Mark is so excited. He's going to get his Chinese food in 20 minutes here. So we're lucky we even got him for this hour because he was drooling Chinese food the whole time here. That was, nice that, spicy lo mein. That was, nice that, spicy. That, was a, that was a fun interview. And, and man, yeah. the work that, that John put into assembling this. That's crazy. pretty impressive. Let me tell you, he is one of those guys, I've known John forever, one of the most genuine, nice people you will ever run into in life. I'm, I'm so proud and happy that, uh, you know, the CD came out and that, uh, you know, um, that it's going to be available to you guys. And as you can tell, just talking to him, this guy put everything into it. Um, well, they both seem like really nice kids. Yeah, I, let me tell you. And again, you know, that John's one of those great people because, again, I've known him for, this isn't just kiss 
this isn't just something that he just got into, you know, within the last five years. And this guy loves the band. Um, you know, I, he's interviewed all the guys. He's been one of those guys that when I go back into my years of just getting into tape trading and, you know, fanzines and stuff, he's somebody that comes right to mind. Cause you know, again, salt of the earth, uh, good, good guy. And, uh, you guys go out, support him, support these sorts of things. And, uh, you know, you'll be happy it did. And, you know, if all goes well, maybe we'll have some of John's uh, classic old interviews that have yeah. never been heard before. And I think it would be you. cool for homework to have what, you know, when you pick up the, the CD, what or whatever you want to call it nowadays, download, what's your favorite track? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's the, the, the track listing is pretty cool. It's just not what you would typically expect. That's what makes At least it cool. for me, I, it's not what I would expect from a Kiss tribute CD. It's like, you know, other than the three or four major hits on there, these are all tracks that only really diehard Kiss fans are gonna. But that's what this is aimed at, though. Too. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and you know, and 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 hats off to all of the musicians who donated their time and and performances to make this happen. Yeah, Jeremy, Phil, and uh, Bumblefoot, and everybody. Yeah, you know, you know, hats off to those guys. Yep. So, um, you know where to go for homework. Head over to any of our social media accounts. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, follow us. And iTunes, leave a review and a rating and subscribe. Uh, we might have another fanboy episode next week. I'm oh, we are. Oh, make no mistake about it. <laughs> Look, before, 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 I'm not going to give away who the guest is, um, but anytime we get to sit and talk geeky creatures of the night, Eric Kiss, I'm there. I mean, that's going to that's going really nice to just rub one out before we start, though. I'm going to do it twice. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever gets you to just control the level there would be great. I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking at some point in the future, we release the three sides of the coin fanboy box set, which is nothing but Mark's <laughs> fanboy episodes. Right. Cause we've got it. We're going to have what, at least a half a dozen of them by now. So it would have to come. It would have to, it would have to include a box of three sides. Kleenex. <laughs> exactly. It comes with Kleenex. <laughs> Yep. Well, on the, the, the Carrie Stevens interview alone, see, that wasn't a fanboy interview, but there's a lot of Kleenex there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let me tell you, though, I'll just get inside. Carrie's one of my favorite ones ever. I mean, what a cool chick, man. I really liked her. She was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. But, but just think about in the last year, for me, it's Buck, Ted, Alice, Rob. I mean, that's sick, man. That's just all within the last year. So who says 2020 sucks? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not complaining. Yeah, we you know, you're going to be quitting now. For, for you know, not 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 to be sick about this, but because of COVID, all these musicians can't go anywhere and do anything. <laughs> they got nothing else to do but talk to fanboy Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we figured you'd quit soon, Mark, because you pretty much talk to everybody you want to talk to. Yeah, oh. Tommy, Tommy, Tommy messaged me after the the Buck Dharma interview and was telling me how fanboyish you were, and I was like, you know, 
Mark's probably going to resign at this point because what else is there for him to achieve now? <laughs> right. I mean, he's talked to anybody that matters in his oh. rock and roll world. He's done it. So he's achieved it. I'm just going to sit back and sun myself while you guys fucking <laughs> yammer on. So, you know, the fans can look at the guns and, uh, you know. Well, anyway, next week, uh, you know, somebody had asked, are we taking the holidays off? No, we aren't. We're here recording this one few days before christmas and we will be recording next week right before the end of the year so we'll keep you up um you know apologies for for last week but that wasn't my fault i wasn't Look, there to deal with the technical issues i'm just the talent i'm not here to fucking play engineer <laughs> exactly yeah, it takes, um, takes a lot of talent to order chinese food <laughs> You've never seen me order. <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> Except it's usually off of Adam and Eve. <laughs> oh, Remember those catalogs? <laughs> it comes in a plain brown wrapper. You'd always get a free DVD oh, with your that. order? Yeah. What? I know. Order it. I said that. Check your text. <laughs> so it hasn't even been ordered. We got plenty of time now because it hasn't even been ordered yet. Hey, 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 Liz, don't yell at Mark like that. He was unreal. Mark needs to be yelled at. Have... I'm looking right at it. Wrapping. Not... Oh, fuck, because I sent it to, to Lisa and Mike. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go order it now. I'll, I'll be up and. <laughs> See, look, Mark can't even send a text message to the right person to order food. So, how do you expect him to run a show? Exactly. <laughs> That's why we love them so much. Yeah. Um, yeah, next week we do have a guest and Mark's own words. It'll probably be a fanboy moment. We'll end the year on a fanboy high. Well, look, just, just separate. Is this an, an A-list celeb? No, but this is somebody who was in the trenches alongside, put it this way, tour with, all I'm going to say was it's creatures. Uh, creatures. Creatures of the night. Yep. 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 And, and judging by the fans that I've talked to over the years, especially you hardcore three sides fans, you're going to want to check out our guest next week. It's yep. uh, pretty fucking incredible. So, and I'd like to wish everyone a happy new year, wherever you are in this world, because this is our last official show of the year. Cause the next time we will see you guys, it will be, I believe it drops on the 5th of, of January. January. Yeah. 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 So happy new year, guys. Thank you so much for a wonderful year of three sides fun. Yep. So that's it. We'll see everybody next week. Yep. So you love the show. Go to itunes.threesidesofthecoin.com and leave your review and rating of Three Sides of the Coin. Thanks.